Guys that are really good and, and, and they normally take this step. By their third year, Skip, you've heard a lot of people say this, by their third year. As a Hemi for arm. Stepping up middle of the field. First down and more. Josh Allen weaving to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Allen, end zone shot. Got a man. Caught for the touchdown. He's a real threat. Down in the red zone, wherever. What's going on, guys? It is Eli Fox, the voice, the host of the All Day Buffalo podcast. We are back. Welcome back. It's a big weekend. College football is back. It's the last weekend without NFL football for a very long time. Guys, we finally made it. It has been far too long. I think this had to be the longest offseason of all time. I mean, I don't know how it dragged on this long. Maybe it was because I was paying attention to the NFL more than I ever have. But it seemed like every day was 48 hours long. And it was just a grind to get through this offseason. But we made it. We are just over a week out. So thank goodness for that. Today, I'm going to recap the Bills and Packers game that closed out the preseason talk about some things that I liked. Now we'll talk about Josh Allen because boy, oh boy, did he play well. We're going to talk about the 53-man roster. We're just going to kind of go over some of my highlights of it, some of the stuff that I liked, some of the stuff that I didn't like. Spoiler alert, there wasn't too much that I did not like. And we will also just talk about the fact that the season's about to start. So before I do any of that, I always like to shout out my fellow BIB members, Please, if you find any time in your day, try and fill it with checking out the BIB Podcast Network, streaming on all platforms, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check out our YouTube. We've got YouTube shows dropping almost every day. We've got live shows, usually around you know that 8, 9 o'clock p.m. area. I know that Justice has a few. I know that Charlie and Izzy have one. Um, and of course, you know DM3 and Akeem have theirs. And then make sure you follow us on all social medias. We got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. We got it all covered for you guys. All day content on the 
Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Sorry about that alarm. All right, so let's recap Bills Packers. I'm just going to start it off by saying this. Josh Allen is still so good. <laughs> like, I don't think that I really forgot, but I think that it had been a while since that I had seen him play. And I was like, I knew this guy was an MVP, but I just forgot how easy he makes the game look. You know, there were plenty of throws, you know, in his first drive and in the whole first half when he played that were not easy. That one where he had to flip back around, this is near like the red zone, flips back around, throws it from his right, the right side of his body, like falling away back to Cole Beasley, absolute dime pickup of like 15 yards. It's that type of stuff with, with Josh Allen, the creativity when he's outside of the pocket, the ability to contort his body and then make an extremely accurate throw. You just don't see it much in quarterbacks. And he is a generational talent and, and there's no denying that. So I was nervous to see him play at first because, you know, I just didn't want to see him get hurt. My goodness. Was it nice to see Josh Allen playing football? he makes the game look so effortless. Um, it's unbelievable how talented this guy is. And it's unbelievable to me how certain people cough, cough, Nick, Wright, Are still doubting this guy and still trying to, you know, discount all of his, his gifts and, and his, and his talent. It's just getting ridiculous at this point. It's just like, you're, you're trying to find any way to hate on a dude. I get that you're a Kansas city Chiefs fan, but you're also a national media member who should be unbiased and you should state facts, not just go off your biases. Like, I don't think that I could be a national media member because I'm too big of a bills fan where I would have clouded judgment about certain players, say on like the Patriots or the jets, you know, I wouldn't be able to talk about everyone in a non-biased way. So that's why I stick to talking about the bills because I can be biased about them. <laughs> um, but he's, he's in store for another MVP caliber year. He went 20 for 26 on his first drive. He went 10 for 11, but during the entire game, 20 for 26, 194 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. And these are just numbers for one half of football. Now imagine we get this guy for all four quarters and we will just about a week from now. It's going to be something to see. I think that this guy is going to be on a tear. This is the year where it all culminates for Josh Allen on this, this, this offense and this Bills team. You know, I think that we've slowly been like chipping away at going farther into the playoffs, being more well-recognized within the NFL. You know, we've been chipping away at, at changing who the Buffalo Bills are. You know, it takes a long time after you've been bad for so long. So, the, the, the bills have that have paid their dues the past three, four years. You know, we've been getting closer and closer. And I think this is the one, you know, we lose a heartbreaker in Kansas city and everyone's got a chip on their shoulder. Now we, we brought back just about the same exact team. All these guys remember how that felt. You know, we saw, we we know that picture of Stefan Diggs looking out at the Kansas city Chiefs celebrating like that picture is going to signify what this year is. 
it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch because I think that every single game, these guys are going to remember how that felt and we are going to punish so many teams. I think that we're going to see a, I don't know if this is a, <laughs> this is a hot take or a bold prediction, but I think that we're going to see the most bills 20 plus margins point margins ever of all, of all time. I think that the bills are going to be blowing teams out teams that they should beat, that they should definitely beat. I think that they are going to wax. This team is that good that they are just, you know, they're going to have their hard teams to, to play. You know, I don't know how good the Colts are going to be. I was really high on the Colts, the Colts when they had all their players, but now it seems like everyone's getting COVID and everybody's getting hurt. So we'll see about the Colts, but I still think that that defense is really good. And that's going to be a challenge for us. The Cleveland Browns, uh, we don't have to play them unless we have to play them in the playoffs, but I think they're a threat. Tennessee Titans are good. The Chiefs are obviously good. We play the Buccaneers. So we have some tough teams to, to play. These Those aren't going to be the games that we, you know, we wipe, we wipe the floor. But I'm talking about, you know, like the Texans. I think that we beat the crap out of the Steelers week one. We're going to take the Jets to town. I, I'm sure at least one of the Miami games we will we will game wreck because that is just the way it is, you know. At least one of the Miami games is <laughs> one of the Miami games is way too close, and the other Miami game is us throttling them. So this not only is Josh Allen going to be MVP caliber, but this whole team is going to be so good. We'll talk more about that later, though. Another thing from the Packers game. Gabe Davis looks way better than I anticipated. I am so here for it too. Davis is going to continue to be that X-Factor guy for the Bills wide receiver room. You have to worry about so much with this Bills offense that guys like Gabe Davis are going to, you know, they're going to slip slip through the cracks. They're going to get be forgotten until you, you know, can't forget about him anymore. Gabe Davis had a really good year for a rookie last season. Caught a lot of touchdowns, had, you know, about 600 either just about 600 or just about 700 yards receiving. And it seemed like all of his his touchdowns and yards came really easy because we had Stephon Diggs and we had Cole Beasley. You know, we had guys that demanded way more attention than Gabe Davis, some rookie from UCF. People aren't going to game plan for Gabe Davis, but they probably should because this guy's a problem. And not only is this guy a problem, but Stephon Diggs is a problem. Cole Beasley is a problem. Emmanuel Sanders will be a problem. I love the new the Jake Kumro edition. I think he's going to be really good for us. Marquez Stevenson once he's off the IR. This team is so is so hard to game plan for because there's weapons everywhere. You know, we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs offense. I think that we have more weapons. We've got what? You know, Tyreek Hardman, Kelsey, Clyde the Glide. I think that we have way more weapons. You know, yeah, they have Patrick Mahomes, but guess what? Our quarterback's just as good, if not better, in my opinion. <laughs> so, Gabe Davis, man. He's going to he's going to fit his mold so perfectly on this team because he doesn't have to be the best guy. He doesn't have to be the best guy every single game. 
And in all honesty, none of these guys have to be the best every game. We know that Stephon Diggs is going to be the best wide receiver on this team. But not one of them has to be the best. You know, like, I have, like, you know, the, the way that this offense will run, the way that Josh Allen plays football, Josh Allen spreads the ball around. I think Josh Allen hit, like, seven or eight different receivers in the Packers game. <laughs> like, he just effortlessly spreads the ball around. One of the best field generals that you could possibly imagine. Just gets it to to the open guy. Doesn't matter who it is. He's not trying to just fit it into one guy. He's not clinging on to Stephon Diggs, or he's not, you know, in the preseason game. He's not just trying to find Cole Beasley because that's the only person he has confidence to throw to. He's got confidence to throw it to anybody. So anybody can pop off. You know, we don't have to have that one guy, even though we do have that one guy. We have a bunch of guys that could be that guy. So this offense is going to be really fun to watch. You know, there's just so many weapons. And and don't get me started on who I think Devin Singletary will be this year. I think he's going to be much better. I think that we're going to be looking, rocking with a 1A, 1B type setup in the running in the uh, backfield. But Devin Singletary will get the most touches probably by a, a, a little bit. And I think that he's going to be more productive. He's going to be much more productive than last year. I think he's going to benefit from having Reggie Gilliam at that fullback spot. Um, so weapons everywhere. You got to you gotta watch out. This Bills team is obviously no slouch. So let's talk about the defense. The defense might just be back. So back. For the third time this season, the Bills allowed less than 15 points. And well, in this game, they let up less than one. Zero. They, they, it was a goose egg for the Packers. I don't give a damn if it's only the preseason. I think that the pieces we have the continuity we have and the game plan that Frazier and McDermott have drawn up is going to prove so nicely for the bills. I talk about this a lot. I love the defensive line and the way that they're going to rotate these guys. I think there are a bunch of nice pieces. Uh, you know, I, I, I am in love with Gregory Russo and, and, and this defensive end group. I think that him, Jerry Hughes, Epinesis should have a good year. I'm interested to see what happens with Mario Addison as he did make the 53 man. And we were like, some people were kind of saying that he might get cut. I'm interested to see how that goes. But this defense is so, is so here. I mean, I don't really care that it's preseason. If you can let up, if you let up zero points and in the other two games, only 15, you're doing something right. You know, it's not just the fact that your opponents aren't, good enough to score on you. Cause that's not true. Th- this goes to game planning for the entire game and even your backups, even your, you know, less skilled players are able to make a difference because the game plan that is set up is good enough to keep teams under 20 points. And if you can keep a team under 20 points, you have a really good shot at winning. So my last thing on the game against the Packers this game wraps up the preseason. Thank goodness it's over, to be honest. It was an amazing preseason. I think, you know, we got to see a lot. We, we got to see our draft picks. Uh, a lot of roster bubble guys, you know, competing for a spot. Enjoyed being able to see guys like Rousseau and DeMar Hamlin, two of my favorite rookies. Uh, you know, my top three is probably favorite as is Stevenson, then Rousseau, then Hamlin. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, Hamlin made the roster. Rousseau played so much better than I thought he would. He looks more NFL ready than Boogie Basham does. 
And it was it was the contrary the whole offseason. Oh, well, Boogie Basham's going to be the guy and Russo's going to most likely sit most of the... No, I think that Russo is going to have better numbers. He looks he looks ready. He's so big. He is such a freak. He is going to make a difference on this defensive line. But I was just glad that the Bills looked so dominant, no matter who was on the field. You know, it seemed like, say, you know, Jake Fromm, Davis Webb, taking the field uh you know josh thomas is the is is the safety uh, whoever it may be whoever was out there looked like the the better player of whoever they were matched up against and that makes me feel so good and so excited because this whole time this whole offseason i and other content creators and 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 podcasters have been so excited about you know the depth of this team, the continuity that we have and the depth of this team. And now we got to see how much better the depth of our team is than the depth of other teams. Like we our our second and third strings are just miles ahead of so many other teams. I think that's going to be a huge edge up in a season that of course is going to have some injuries, you know, here and there, even if they're not serious, it's the NFL. They're going to come up. They're going to happen. I feel like our team is in good hands no matter where we are in the season, what the the position is, like whatever we go down on. If we, if we lose a wide receiver, say knock on wood, something happens to Emmanuel Sanders. We have Marquez Stevenson or, you know, Tanner Gentry. Um, Isaiah Hodgins to come in. Like there's just a lot of good options for this team. No matter where you're looking, you know, Antonio Williams in the practice squad, safe Moss hurts his ankle again. I'm so confident in Antonio Williams coming in and taking over that spot. You know, this team is deep, deep. And so I'm just excited to see where this team goes. So next let's talk about the 53 man roster. So the 53-man roster dropped on Tuesday, around 5.45 p.m. Eastern time. And there wasn't too much that I was too surprised by. Uh, There was one release that had me a little bit shook, and I'll get to that. But here are my highlights from the 53-man roster. Jake Fromm and Davis Webb to the practice squad. I was somebody that might have thought that they were going to carry three quarterbacks. And then like, at, at this was at first, like maybe it, like when I watched the lions game, it's like, I think that Davis Webb is going to be QB three and then put Jake from the practice, the practice squad. But I think that, that, that was kind of dumb. I think that they were obviously were only going to hold two. They don't need to hold three. That's kind of a waste of a spot. So this made sense to me. Jake from only belongs on the practice squad of an NFL football team. I don't even think that he could be a QB three anywhere. Um, and Davis Webb, he could have been QB three. Um, and I think that, you know, technically he is, he's just on the practice squad because we don't need to hold three quarterbacks, just like I said. Um, but I'm just glad that these guys get to stick around. I think that they're good for the QB room. I think that especially Davis Webb is really good for Josh Allen. I know that they're good friends and that they can push each other. I know that Davis Webb is known to be like 
really good with playbook stuff and whatnot. So it's good that they are still around. Next up, Kumaro sneaking into the roster. Marquez Stevenson squeaks in as well, but is placed on the IR to make room for Reed Ferguson. Uh, Marquez Stevenson, it was reported by, I think, Sean McDermott that Marquez Stevenson had hurt his, he hurt something right before that punt return touchdown in Chicago. And ever since then, then it's been kind of nagging him. Yes, he did play against the Packers, but I think in limited action. And I think that it's just been nagging him and they needed to clear a spot. And if they can put him on the IR for a little bit um, and, you know, make some moves if need be later, or if someone else say gets hurt and needs to go on the IR, move Marquez Stevenson up. He's just kind of in that, in that, in that spot for, for now, I think. I think that Marquez Stevenson has a chance this year to make a little bit of noise. Uh, not as much noise as I would probably want. I think that Isaiah McKenzie is our return man. But later in the season, if it if if all does not go well, I think Marquez Stevenson has a very short trip to being the, the kick return man. So next up, Jacob Hollister gets released and this had me shook man i was i was not expecting this i was expecting jacob hollister to be a nice little piece for this offense i think that we would have been able to utilize dawson knox and jacob hollister better than just better than dawson knox and tommy sweeney i think they were putting all of our eggs in the dawson knox basket and i think that McDermott and Bean have a lot of faith in him. And I've only been hearing good things about him in camp. There was only one day where they talked about how Dawson Knox had a, a rough day. He had a bad drop in the end zone or something. But other than that, and in preseason games, he hasn't looked bad at all. So I'm sure that the the excitement and the the trust and all that from the coaching staff and upper, upper management is – warranted and for real but it still surprised me i think that i think that there were there was a there had to be a different tight end that you could have cut or to bring him back on the practice squad there's it it just there there must be more that we don't know i don't think that like more as in he's like a bad locker room guy because like i know that he knows josh allen i know that he's got some relationship with with the guys on the team so i don't think that he's like a a bad teammate or anything. I'm, I'm just saying, I think that, you know, there's some stuff that we don't know about how he performed in camp or in practice um, that we just didn't really get to see or hear about because we don't really get to be there a lot. You know, we got to get all of our information from the, 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 the South Capacios of the world. So that was a little surprising, but another surprise, more of a happy surprise. FA Obata makes this team. Round of applause for F.A. Obata. He 100% deserves it, uh, earned it. The defensive ends, check these out. Hughes, Addison, Obata, Epinesa, Groot, a.k.a. Gregory Rousseau, and Boogie Basham. That's our D-end group, I and I really like that. I think Epinesa has a decent year. I think that Addison might, it seems like Addison might start there. But Epinesa, you know, should get rotated in heavily. Um, Obata, Groot, Boogie, they're going to all have their rotations too. You know, these guys aren't going to play any more. The, the, the most snaps any of these guys are going to play is probably 60%. 
So that means these guys, these rookies probably are going to play the least, but they're going to get their time. All these guys are going to get their shine in the regular season, and it's going to be awesome for our pass rush because, and I was talking about this last week, the whole rotational defensive ends, defensive line thing is is like my favorite because it keeps legs fresh. It, it, it changes the look for the offense on every single play. So, you know, the quarterback, the, the, the linemen have to be extremely aware of who is on the field because who's on the field is going to dictate, you know, what type of pass rush, what, what type of blitzes we're going to run. So it just, it, it, it's just another thing to keep the offense on their toes. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, Dane Jackson makes the 53 man. Cam Lewis, Olajai Griffin, and Wild Goose make the practice squad. You know, this cornerback battle was something that I was kind of excited for, and it didn't really end up being too much of a battle. I think that Levi Wallace was the most deserving cornerback too. Uh, but Dane Jackson makes the 53. So he is locked into that spot. He does not get pulled up from the practice squad anymore. Uh, I think that's awesome. I think that he deserves that. And I think that we could see Dane Jackson, you know, rotated in every once in a while. You know, I think that his 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 journey to the CB2 spot is not over. I, I think that, honestly, I could see him taking over that spot at some point, maybe in his third year, uh, whatever happens happens uh, but i think that right now levi wallace is probably the best guy for that but my thoughts overall on the 53-man roster is that the only guy i wanted on this team that did not make it was hollister i think the hollister had some good snaps to give us i think he probably had more good snaps in him than tommy sweeney does but it seems like the bills organization has a lot of faith in dawson knox and we can really only hope that that pans out you know i was just talking about that obviously it's a Bills draft pick. Bean literally is in love with his draft picks. So if he drafted him, he's going to want to keep them him over a guy that he didn't want to draft. I'm not going to say that he was keeping him over. You know, he wasn't thinking about getting rid of Dawson Knox. But to make room for Dawson Knox and, and for Tommy Sweeney, Hollister had to go. Just got to hope it pans out. I think that Dawson Knox, it could be his year. I think that he could have a good year. But putting a lot of eggs in that basket because we don't get that much tight end production. Now we don't try, we don't demand much tight end production, but we know that Dawson Knox has his drop issues. Uh, I, I, all, I, all I can do is hope. <laughs> but other than that, I have no problems whatsoever with this fifty man, fifty three man roster and practice squad. Our practice squad's good, dude. It could probably compete with the Texans fifty three man roster. The Bills are deep. I've been saying it all episode, but the bills are deep. So last thing I'm going to talk about it is time for the season to begin. Holy, holy cow, dude, we made it. Let's go. We are now just a little over a week from the first bills game of the year and less than a week away from the first NFL game of the year. I know that I think is it Tampa Bay that plays on Thursday. Um, so I will be. I don't care who's playing. I, I will 100% be tuned into that. I've been watching. I was watching App State and East, Eastern Carolina last night. Oh, my goodness. It's just so good to see people playing football again on TVs. I can't wait. We got this all the way up until February. It is a long road ahead of us, and it's going to be an amazing, 
amazing road. But that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast, following our social media, and interacting with me on Twitter. I love being able to put out my best content for you guys. Uh, but make sure to check out all the other amazing content creators on this BIB team. Uh, they work just as hard, if not harder, to bring you guys the best content in Bill's Mafia. So check them out. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Bills. The information in here is worth millions. This has been All Day Buffalo with your host, Eli Fox. Every Saturday, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Being chased and throwing. Oh, and it is caught. That's Stefan Diggs. The sliding grab for the touchdown.